This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. You know, when you are starting something new and you have butterflies in your stomach and you're like, yes, I am, I am in the right track. I am starting something new because I'm discovering new things. I think it's about the learning. I love to learn new things, but I also like to offer something new and making people happy. And with my business, I discovered this purpose. It's not just about chocolate. It's not just making chocolates. It's also educate people about something new and what they are consuming and all the moments that the Brigadero can bring together. That's local Toronto business owner, Mary Oliveira of Mary's Brigadero. If you are ever in the mood for a handcrafted confectionery, look no further. This is where you need to go. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Mary, for having me. Okay, so for the people that don't know your story, your journey, take a few minutes, walk us through that. Okay, so basically, I am a um, black immigrant in Canada. I came to Canada 2014 with my partner, and uh, basically, I already came with a crazy idea to introduce a new concept in loving chocolate that we have in Brazil called Brigadeiro. Brigadeiro, it's pretty much across a truffle, a little bit creamy like a fudge and chewy like a caramel, but with a creamer and smoother texture. It's a completely new experience in chocolate for those who never tried. And in Brazil, uh, there is no translate to English, but for us, Brigadeiro means happiness because all the time that we are together with family, friends, and especially at kids' party, we always have a brigadeiro with us. So where does your passion for chocolate come from? Uh, from my mom. I grew up watching my mom preparing savory, sweets, and chocolates to sell um, on the streets uh, with friends and family just to have an extra income. And I was always watching her, supporting her, helping her since I was a child but I never, never thought that I was uh, ending work in the kitchen or have my own business focusing chocolate or anything related with kitchen in general. But uh, I discovered my passion through her because when I quit my job in Brazil that I was not happy at all and I was looking for a new purpose in life, I decided to help her more formal and I decided to, to take a few chocolate classes to understand what it is, the chocolate, what is what we are consuming. And I fell in love for the chocolate, but I specialize in making the brigadeiro. Are you into playing a couple of games with me? Let's go. Okay. We're going to start with rapid fire. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. I look a little bit um, serious, serious, like because I don't... I don't speak too much sometimes oh. <laughs> because I'm always like serious and take things a little bit like another level. But when I, I'm really comfortable with someone, I'm like crazy funny. I love it. Okay. So what's your favorite comfort food? Rice and beans and eggs. Rice and beans. <laughs> Simple like that. You, you melt my heart if you come with rice and beans. <laughs> rice and beans. Yeah. That's so easy. 
What does your kitchen playlist look like? Share a few songs that are on your kitchen playlist. Seu Jorge, I love. It's a um, Brazilian singer. He's amazing. So this is the the top one. But something really funny. Uh, we call Mary's Brigadeiro after hours when oh. we are in that crazy season, and my team and I needed to stay a little bit longer to finish all the preparation. We always play like Brazilian funky music. Love it. <laughs> I know, just to give us that boost, you know, like, hey, let's make it. So. Brazilian Tank songs, it's one of the best for us. So, Mars Brigadeiro after hours, Tank music. So, what is a Brigadeiro? So, Brigadeiro is basically an exotic type of Brazilian chocolate confectionery that we hand roll everyone. It's the process of cooking sweetened condensed milk, a good quality of butter, cocoa powder, and chocolate, like pieces of chocolate that can go milk, dark, any percent of chocolate. Oh, yes to all of that. I know. Yeah. No, it's, it's like magical. Uh, the smell, the fragrance of chocolate, the condensed milk, that's a mix of dulce de leche. And uh, basically, um, it, it seems pretty easy because we basically mix all these ingredients together. But there is a trick. You need to cook these products, these ingredients, in a really specific time and temperature to get an amazing consistency. Because if you don't cook in a specific time, you'll be uh, soft and you will not be able to hand roll. But if you cook too much, you'll be harder than a caramel, harder than a stone, basically. Mm, okay. So uh, in Brazil, everyone knows how to prepare a brigadeiro. It's just you put your own spin on it. Exactly. Like every family has your final touch, you know, to prepare mm -hmm. the brigadeiro, but basically the original recipe just has three or four ingredients only. So what makes this differ from other chocolates? Like I know you mentioned it's the condensed milk. Is it the texture of it or the taste or the both? It's the texture and the taste because people don't expect it how creamy and soft they are because they are like, they're round, like, like fudge, like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like fudge balls. Or they are a little bit round And when they see, they think it's like truffle because they, they look like truffle. But when they bite them, they don't expect that the creamy, the soft and the velvet texture. And it's quite rich in flavor because we add a lot of chocolate content into one recipe. It's 100% cocoa powder plus Belgian chocolate. So it's a mm -hmm. rich flavor. And we like to have a balance of flavors. Uh, we use natural infusions. We partnered with a few local producers uh, in Tao to have different flavors and profile. Oh, what are some of the flavors you have? Um, one that uh, we love it, it's um, dark chocolate, 70% cacao with micro dry raspberry. Mm. And what makes Nick the raspberry, the process to dry the raspberry, it takes 90-90% of the fruit So it comes with the seeds, with the real fruit. So it's extremely tangy in your, in your mouth, the flavor profile. With the dark chocolate and the criminals of the Brigadeiro, it's like amazing. It's unbelievable, this flavor. Oh my God, that sounds like just a flavor explosion in your mouth. It is, actually it is. And uh, right now, I think we have more than 20 flavors available. Okay, so what are the other flavors? We won't go all 20, but what are some okay, of so the, the others? <laughs> the best seller is the salted caramel. 
and the, oh, I've tried that. Yeah, it's quite it's good. interesting because in Brazil we don't have caramel like salted caramel as a profile flavor in our culture. It's more the dulce de leche. So when I came here, I needed to learn what exactly people eat here. I was curious to understand what is the Canadian food other than maple, <laughs> <laughs> other, other than poutine. <laughs> so I discovered the salted caramel. That's the best seller. I discovered the cinnamon. Uh, people here love the cinnamon in, in a few desserts. So I created a few different versions of the Brigadeiro with cinnamon. Really? Yes. So we have a cinnamon heart that reminds a white chocolate-based Brigadeiro with cinnamon and, and sugar on top. So when you bite, it's like the, the cinnamon cereal that people love here that I don't remember the name right now. <laughs> Oh, gosh, now you're going to get me thinking because it's not coming to mind. Oh. But you know, right? <laughs> yes, I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about. I'm actually visualizing it. I know exactly yeah. which one so, and it's not coming to me. Yeah, so I didn't grow up with this flavor profile, but I needed to learn and took me a lot of time to figure out the perfect balance of flavor to finally launch something that people here will be more familiar with. I want you to describe what they look like because they're so pretty, so aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. The colors are fun. I know um, they are. And then the texture of the outer layer of this brigadero, it it's just it adds so much to the creaminess. It's true. It's true. I agree. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to describe, but basically they are um, round truffles without the chocolate shell and outside because. Um, we actually, we just use real and natural chocolate sprinkles. So we need to hand roll every single one by hand. There is no machine on the market that makes this for us, but it's also part of the story. It's part of the culture of the Brigadeiro. You actually need to hand roll them. So once we hand roll them by hand with a little bit of butter in our hands, we use natural sprinkles. So it's not that kind of sprinkles that you will find out in the supermarket full of sugar. It's actually full chocolate. So the sprinkles that we use is pure chocolate or natural sprinkles like pistachio, almonds, raspberry, um, crispels like salted caramel. So we use real food <laughs> to describe yeah. our chocolates. There was one that had the pink little crisp balls oh, on yes. it. Yes, the strawberry and cream. Oh my gosh, so good. That's beautiful, this flavor. So good. Like I said, pretty to, to look at. It's texturally pleasing, and it's just delicious. You can tell I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you have a new product. Is it like a bar of chocolate with the Brigadero inside? Yes, that's correct. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> so basically, every new product that we launch needs to have the Brigadero somehow because it's our concept. If you just decided to make uh, regular chocolate bars, you'll be the same as other stores. So basically, it's a really delicate chocolate bar uh, made with Belgian chocolate, 54% cacao. So it's like a semi-milk chocolate, really good to enjoy. And then there is a thin layer of brigadeiro inside. So it's creamy and has the perfect balance of sweetness. There's a story behind the brigadeiro. Where did it come from? So basically, back in 1940, a guy called Eduardo Gomes Brigadeiro uh, decided to try to become a president in Brazil. And uh, basically, 
he had a few women who worked with him to help him with the election. And uh, one of the, the ladies decided to mix a few ingredients that was condensed milk, butter, and chocolate. But like butter or margarine, really poor ingredients, and chocolate powder. And she just mixed these ingredients. And she made these round balls, basically. It's pretty much like the room balls, if you think about it. Okay. And uh, they went to the street and said, hey, vote in Eduardo Gomez Brigadero. Would you like to try a treat? So the final of the story is he was not elected, <laughs> but the dessert became really, really famous <laughs> in the entire country. And they didn't have a name. It was just like chocolate balls. And they decided to took his last name, Brigadero, to give the name for the dessert. So basically, this is the story of the Brigadero. <laughs> That's incredible. I know, it's quite unique. <laughs> the, the dessert that was made as like a marketing ploy exactly. ends up doing better than he did in the, exactly. in the election. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the story of the Brigadero. Everything started with a politician. <laughs> I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Toronto business owner, Mary Oliveira of Mary's Brigadero. Why did you decide to start your own business here in Canada? Because nobody did it before. That is so true. Yes, <laughs> yes. So when I came here, I noticed that people were a little bit tired uh, of just truffle, cupcakes, macarons, brownies. It was only what they had. And I could see that they were like asking for something new. And in Canada, everybody is looking something different to try. So I look back at my past and my experience with my mom and I was like, well, we have such a great opportunity here. Nobody came here. I don't know, because they are afraid or because they think um, it's a market that they will not be interested at all. And I was like, I'll oh, get this chance. I, mm -hmm. I knew the background with my mom. I studied about chocolate. So I just need to study about the future. How I will introduce something completely new in a market that nobody heard before. So I saw an opportunity in, in the middle of this. It's difficult to start a business, especially when you're starting something with a new um, product. So what was your favorite thing about starting a business? And what was the hardest part about it? Uh, the hardest part, um, you've been coming to a place that you basically don't know anyone. That's a little hard, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Like oh, in my your gosh. country, you think that you speak English perfectly and fluently mm -hmm. and you discover that for business, you needed to practice much more the language. It's a new culture, new habits for a product that you basically don't know if you work or not. But um, I had a past experience in Brazil when the, this kind of confection, the Brigadeiro, is extremely famous. So I was like, I'm sure people will love it because they like other type of confections like truffle, macarons. It's just a new type. So I just needed to study the culture and adapt the, the product to Canada, to North America. So I will be able to get different people like chocolate lovers um, and focusing Canadian and other immigrants in general. And what was your favorite thing about starting a business? Do you know when you are starting something new and you have butterflies in your stomach and you're like, yes, I am, I am in the right track. 
I am starting something new because I'm discovering new things. I think it's about the learning. I love to learn new things, but I also like to offer something new and making people happy. And with my business, um, I discovered this purpose. It's not just about chocolate. It's not just making chocolate. It's also educate people about something new and what they are consuming and all the moments that the Brigadero can bring together. If you had to pick out one thing that would be your most cherished business achievement, what would that be? I think uh, it's hard to tell because I have two things in mind. Um, I'm really proud to jump into the step of open my brick and mortar store, our first mm -hmm. store, because we were renting a commercial kitchen and paying per hour. And uh, it wasn't a point that the business was growing and the business was asking to have our own place, a place that I was able to produce uh, different type of products, go beyond uh, with my creations, hire more people, and also have a place to receive my customers. Because people were like, okay, I know what it is, the Brigadette, but who is Mary? Who is behind the business? How is actually made? You actually hand wrote every single one. So I really want to show this to people in like real life. So it was when I, I took the courage and my partner helped me a lot. And we opened the first store. And it was big, like huge for me, because in my mind, I thought that I was never ready and the business was never ready to have a store because it takes a lot of risk and personal financials <laughs> for this. Yeah. So it was the best decision that I had because it changed everything. It was a game changer to the business. If you could change anything in the food industry, what would it be? Equal. I want to be equal with my my friend who is a man <laughs> in the kitchen. I want to be equal with my friend who is white and have the same opportunities that I that I it's that I'm struggling with basically because sometimes it seems that's not equal. Uh, we need to prove to ourselves much more as a woman in business, as a black woman in business, in food, <laughs> in the kitchen. And think about that. Um, something that I offer to my team, and I really do like that other food business owners will be able to offer, I gave them the opportunity to develop themselves. And it's not just paying the minimal raise, but it's pay really welfare <laughs> for money for them to not just to survive but to live a really nice life so I'm really really proud that my team it's uh, 90% uh, women immigrants girls who just want opportunity to learn something new and develop in themselves so I didn't I don't require like crazy skills to work for us I just want to see your eyes bright when you speak about your dreams Oh, I love that. So these, I really would like that people in the food industries look more for us in an equal way. Absolutely. And you're located in Toronto, but you do ship, do you ship worldwide? We ship our products internationally, 90% of our products. We ship um, everywhere in the world, basically. <laughs> if the country accepts chocolates, we are sending the chocolates to you. I want to kind of get into some of your cooking. Do you enjoy cooking? Do you love cooking in the kitchen? 
it's hard to say that I love because, <laughs> <laughs> because usually uh, I love to, to make the chocolates and the brigadeiro test recipes, but at home, I don't love cook. I cook because I need to eat something. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> because if you ask anyone, if you're one person that likes to make sweets and sweet treats and sweet desserts, most of the time you don't really enjoy cooking. Yes. And then there's the ones that like to cook, like myself. I love cooking. But when I bake, I bake because I have a sweet tooth. Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I love desserts. I love chocolate. People keeping asking me if I actually eat chocolate like every day. Yeah. It's true. I'd like to say no, I don't eat because I work with chocolate, but I love chocolate. I love sugar. I love dessert. <laughs> at least at night, one piece of chocolate, something I really enjoy. If you had to describe your cooking style, how would you describe it? Easy, fast, and practical. <laughs> uh, mm. Because I'm always around, uh, run here, go there, visiting clients. I needed to be practical with my cooking skills. So right. maybe once a week or ever two weeks, I prepare like something fancy or I'd like to try new recipes because I am passionate about culture. And here in Canada, in Toronto, this can provide us. It's really easy to find the different ingredients, herbs. So I really enjoy to try new things. But basically, my style needs to be easy and fast and, and practical. This is how it works for me. What's something, if we were to walk into your kitchen today, that we can always find in your kitchen? Onion and garlic. Always. Oh, okay. always. always. But it's more because in Brazil, uh, our main dish, it's rice and beans. Basically, we eat this five times a week with a salad and a protein. I was going to ask that. What's a traditional Brazilian meal? Yeah, in, in Sao Paulo, that's where I came from, the big city. It's rice and beans, salad, and a protein. can be chicken, eggs, or meat, or fish. This is the basic for us. And uh, my mom, I grew up with my mom preparing uh, with uh, onions and garlic first. So the rice and the beans. So I grew up with that smell of onions and garlic it together, melting the pot. So this, for me, it's a standard. I always need to have this in my kitchen. It's pretty simple, but the smell brings me good memories. Okay, we're gonna play another game. It's called This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. Morning or night? Night. Chocolate or cake? Chocolate with cake. <laughs> French fries with ketchup or with mayonnaise? Ketchup, for sure. Sour candy or jelly beans? Sour candy. Grilled cheese or mac and cheese? Mac and cheese. I thought you were going to say just cheese. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Which one? Which one? <laughs> All of it. Just cheese. Yes. <laughs> um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Would you rather give up sugar or give up salt? Give up salt. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I ask all my guests this question. I never leave an interview without asking it. Here we what, go. Yep. What is your kitchen confession? Do you have one that you can share with us? It's hard for me to remember, um, but <laughs> of course there is someone. But I have one in my mind that um, 
it's not actually something that happened in my kitchen or even in my business. It's a back memory with my mom. Because when I when I was learning uh, things with her, basically she was teaching me everything. Uh, one day, my best friend asked me to make the desserts for her wedding. And I had no clue like how to make it, but she loved what my mom was preparing. But my mom didn't know how to make a really good presentation or how to make it beautiful. By the end, my mom and I spent almost 24 hours without sleeping before the wedding date, preparing the desserts in a really tiny kitchen. <laughs> That's my okay. mom uh, was living. The thing is, um, my mom was in that time, maybe 65 years old, 66 or something. And she was like almost drunk because she could not sleep. And she was laughing like crazy <laughs> during the night. And I was like making the chocolates and we were laughing together. It was like, oh my God, what a crazy idea. Why we accepted that? <laughs> and it was like one of the best mm -hmm. moments that I had with my, my mom. It was like so simple, but we had a full night of really deep conversation, craziness. And we were like so tired of making that chocolate that <laughs> the next day when we were actually to the party, we couldn't eat anything. Like the desserts, we were like, no. You we just wanted like, to no. sleep at that yes. point. <laughs> so this was like one of the best moments that I had with my, my mom. And we're still laughing about that night because she was like laughing like crazy because she could not sleep at all. It's so funny because you're so stressed, but food just brings joy yes. in any situation. Yeah. And I love that story because that's exactly what it represents. Totally, totally. We were like stressed because we was just making chocolate, chocolate and was like, it's still need more and more and more. But then it was like, what are you going to do? Let's just laugh and try to get some rest after that. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for sharing that. No, oh, my pleasure. <laughs> This is so much fun. If listeners yeah. <laughs> want to reach out for more information, they want to find you, where can they find you? Where do they go online? Visit our online store, marysbesweet.com. Or if you'd like to find me, I'm most of the days uh, in my store with my team, usually during the week. Uh, but basically our online store, it's beautiful and there is everything that you need. Mary, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing all your stories with us. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, Mary, for having me. Such a pleasure to be here and share a little bit about uh, myself, my story, and the chocolate concept that we are working on. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchenconfession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.